0: Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C H E F R A N J O H N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. everybody. I want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Servant Leader. I am so excited about this conversation today because I, as a sports enthusiast, especially in women's basketball, I've watched today's Servant Leader for a while on the sidelines, but I'm more impressed with her current, uh, you know, donations into this world, as I like to call them. So today we have servant leader Joanne McCauley. I'm going to call her Coach P because that's how I know her and I'm sure you all know her too. So I'm not going to prolong the time. so excited. We're going to talk about her journey a little bit today, but her newest project, her new book that is coming out, Secret Warrior. And I want to go ahead and get into that conversation. So Coach, I want to thank you for being here. I'm going to go ahead and let you just kind of say hello, introduce yourself, and we'll get this conversation started.
1: Thank you, Chelsea. Um, It's a pleasure to be here with you. I love your energy, your personality, and what you're doing with faith and bringing us all together. Um, Yes, Secret War is my labor of love these days, and uh, it's a story, a 28-year career with some early situations when I coached at the University of Maine and uh, with mental health, bipolar disorder, and the incredible servant nature of the women at Maine and how they helped me and Uh, grow through that experience and how I was able to get myself to a special spot and then my faith journey later in life in terms of feeling called to tell this story and praying about it praying about my health issues some that I had but also then trying to figure out well if I'm praying who exactly am I praying to um I did grow up with a lot of um, organized religion. Uh, So anyway, uh, Secret Warrior is a special, special book. And I hope people will uh, get involved, pre-order it. And there's a wonderful faith chapter and faith with my players, uh, as well as faith as a chapter. And I think people might appreciate the story just because I think faith stories are always interesting.
0: I think you're absolutely right. Uh, First, thank you. And my energy comes a lot of which what you're going, we have gone through and what we're going to talk about today is I've also had my health challenges and health journey. And I think that you could probably agree that's one of the things that they leave you more thankful each time that you wake up, you know, it leaves you more intentional about being joyous. And so that's probably what you're feeling there. We're meeting on the same. <laughs> yes, I think so.
1: And I agree totally. Uh, joy, Absolutely, Joy is important to be found in all circumstances. Yes,
0: I agree. And you know, when it comes to- down to it I think the biggest thing for me was knowing that you coach you legitimately and I know you're humble but you have done marvelous works in this women's basketball game you know I'm telling you as I've always learned that when you are a player of a sport when you are a connoisseur of the game you have to learn and grow and you got to learn and grow from the best you have been the only person I don't know if this has happened since them but as I do my homework on you that has been able to not only be named coach of the year and four make sure I have this right four different conferences but coach but also win those conference championships that is amazing and i in there reading that and I said how does one continue to be hungry after they achieve such success what drives you even after receiving so much success
1: Um, Oh, it's uh, the players, uh, the opportunity, uh, you know, Coach is really, it's not a business, but it is the business of developing people relative to relationships. And I think each season in my 28 years has been remarkable, Uh, new chemistry, new journeys. Um, And as I grew older as a coach, a better opportunity to learn even more from the players and what the student athletes could offer. Um, So the successes are wonderful and, you know, coaching in the national championship or whether it was elite eights at Duke, um, whatever it's been, it's always been, you know, it's always been a group going through the process together with enormous faith and supporting each other through adversity. And I think that's really the key. And um, I've loved my career and I kind of think I'm now coach P for life as my social media gig is, you know, you get these marketing people. And they come up with this stuff. So I guess I'm Coach P for Life, and I'm hoping to coach on a broader spectrum uh, with my story, but also with maybe some of my experience as a coach to help motivate and inspire.
0: Absolutely. And you are indeed Coach P for Life. You know, guys, when we came on before I started up, I said, I'm letting you know, I'm going to call you formally, but you're Coach P to me. And so, you know, talking about Coach P for Life, and I love that because that truly is your way of work. What I've learned is that's a lifestyle for you. But could you talk to us a little bit about, you're the founder of Coach P for Life. Can you talk to us about what you do with that endeavor and what you seek to kind of move through the world as your donation into uh, the atmosphere while we live here?
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, I started with choice, not chance, right? My initial initial outreach is choice, not chance. You know, choose to be a champion in life. And that was something I taught as a coach throughout my entire career. And so develop that a little bit. And this is a a tremendous outgrowth as me, um, my husband, family, try to develop a foundation and work with that foundation relative to mental health, education, motivation, inspiration, faith, and all those things combined. Um, So the Coach P for Life is sort of the next step. Uh, And now within Coach P for Life, I still talk a lot about choice, not chance and, and how we make choices and how we're you know responsible for the choices we make, et cetera. Um, and now Coach P for Life will be broader. Uh, it's for all, all folks, not just um, student athletes, but everybody, everybody who hasn't been involved uh, with mental health and connected to it, uh, been part of it. It doesn't have to be direct to yourself, but family members, um, friends and, and all that type of thing. So Coach P for Life, I guess I graduated um, from that, you know, Coach P Duke to coach me
0: for life. <laughs> I love it. And you will always be each stop that you make because you made your deposits. And that is what is so amazing about that, that you, much like you said, you want to get to a broader scope of coaching now. And that's what you're doing in every step that you take. You know, we're talking about this book, right? The Secret Warrior. And I'm excited, coach. I'm going to do one on my Audible because that's what I do. But I'm also get one for you because I'm going to need you to sign it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this book and how it came about, because for our listeners who don't know you and may not have followed your career, can you give us a chance to know what drove this book home and how you found the courage to stand up and write this book? Because it's going to help a lot of people.
1: Oh, I hope it helps a lot of people. And yes, I think you have to be the courage to be vulnerable. And I had lots of thoughts of writing this book earlier when I was 39. We had played a national title. It was at Michigan State. Um, I was counseled at that time that it was early in my career to do that. I think you can be very humble as a coach, but I think you have to be careful about being too vulnerable relative to when you're coaching and leading, especially through mental health, because there's so much stigma involved with uh, mental health. So really, to me, it's a book about loyalty and it's about women being strong despite circumstances that they don't understand and are out of their control Uh, My two episodes um, with bipolar occurred in Maine. I was diagnosed when I was 30 years old and there was a lot of inability to accept that, to accept that journey, to accept that your mind can take a different path. And, you know, I never ever believed that, especially as an athlete, you know, that your mind would not follow as it should. You know, you're in great shape physically, uh, mentally that should follow. And the loyalty element is about these women at Maine, at the University of Maine, who have to cope with, I mean, again, this was 25 years ago. So the stigma associated with mental health was enormous and they have to cope with some things that occur. And somehow we come together through their leadership and support and faith. We end up winning all these championships, beating Stanford in the NCAA tournament, probably a highlight at Maine, you know, and then going off to Michigan State, with the most incredible balance in my life that was able to carry me through Michigan State and through Duke. And I don't, would have never, ever gotten to Michigan State or to Duke without that support and loyalty that came at Maine. And then I feel, because I got sick with melanoma and um, and I had some real challenges at Duke, I just began to look for a higher being, for a higher spirit, for, I've always been very spiritual, but, but took a just, Followed some of my friends who were big uh, believers and, and wonderful Christians who carried themselves in a manner that I was inspired by. And so I began to ask more questions and become more curious as a student of faith. And um, so basically, I'm a fairly new Christian and I was baptized in Maine. And um, But it's helped me so much because I as I read, you know, this is the way you know, walk, walk it. You know, when you think about I was just this morning, Isaiah 30, 21 was something I was reading about, and I have also had a lot of fear in my life, you know, so John 14, 27, I've been learning verses that in fact really apply, Um, you know, do not let your heart be troubled, do not be afraid, and, you know, then I feel like I've gone from John 14, 27 to Esther 414, you know, you know, (laughs) um, you know, such a time as this, and I just feel like I've been moved to tell the story now. And walking away from Duke was very difficult. It was timely, and I think it was a good mutual thing uh, in terms of what Duke could do in their hire and what I could do walking away. And so I felt called, I felt at great peace with the decision. And it's been secret warrior ever since. I mean, we are folks, you got to pre-order this book. Um, it's gonna hopefully generate money because you, you don't make money on books, but Generate resources, money, opportunity for this foundation to grow, and um, so I hope you can spread it because um, I, I think I think it can be helpful
0: I agree, I totally think it can be helpful because of I was actually my godmother she's always on here with me uh, because she literally is like my honorary secretary. when I know someone's coming on I'm like <laughs> this person, this is why God led me to him I'm excited we're going to talk about this, and writing to one of you know our events. I told her, I said, I'm reading the story. Like I'm that type of person. I'm a lifelong learner. So it's not enough for me to know the surface, right? And I'm waiting this book anxiously because I I was so amazed at the fact that one, like you said, this was 25 years ago. And already this is something where I think people are now open to coming to the table to talk about mental health. But this was 25 years ago, as you stated. The other portion of this was, these are young women, right? You know, the collegiate age, 18 to 22 they're still trying to figure it out that you know pretty levels there and i was just so touched at the fact that how you explain about these young women still sticking with you and by you because they did not hold you or defined you by what you were going through and that's what had me just enamored i was like i don't even know these women but those are my type of people you got to have people that stand in your corner when you're leading
1: yeah, and I've been so fortunate, you know, at every step of the way, you know, there's adversity in all coaching, right? Conflict, yeah. adversity, and at Michigan State and Duke, I have had incredible uh, warrior spirit women where we might not have gone through those circumstances uh, together, but we went through a lot together. And I was fortified, you know, so much for my main experiences because of the depth of that pain. I mean, the darkness that truly had to come to light. I mean, it... it it, there are some things in the book that are dark <laughs> and it's almost hard to reflect back on them. And when I wrote Choice Not Chance, my first book, uh, that's still out there. if People want to buy book number one, but in book number two, um, being an author and really writing it myself, I mean, it was so challenging to get to the depths and get through some of that writing that brought back so many memories. And as I form things and figure things out, um, I'm very fortunate. I feel like I have been given a gift and anointed to the point of remembering more than I should, because basically with some of these episodes, you can kind of not remember much. And I I remember at the time that they occurred, feeling very cognizant of, Joanne, you have to remember this. You have to remember as much of this as you possibly can, because and at the point, I did not think of telling a story. My whole life, it was supposed to be a secret, right? I mean, who could you trust? And and recruiting can get negative, right? Spirits cannot be so, well, pleasant and, and, and can use things against you so much. Right. Um, and, and so I just had to kind of hold it. And I have for a long time. And so it it feels very freeing. And I think that freeing experience I'm feeling is also the same kind of freeing experience when people really genuinely have faith in their heart and I want people to know that they don't have to be perfect, that they don't have to understand. The Bible is incredibly difficult uh, to understand and to comprehend and they don't have to have gone to church their whole lives. Um, It, you know, faith comes to you in very different ways and it's very personal and that's something I also uh, speak about in the book.
0: Coach, I think that is perfect. You said so much and you have such a meek spirit. I, I'm telling you, it's just, I'm a huge vibe person, and your meek spirit is really blessing me right now. You hit the nail on the head too, because I, you know, I tell people all the time I feel a lot of reasons why people have a hard time trying to ask and learn and grow in their faith is because, you know, it seems like there's so much I need to know. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of embracing Eat one another like your friends did for you you know if I want to know more create a safe space that I can come to you you don't have to know everything just like an aircraft that we undertake we have to learn and the same thing holds true there and you know you let go of some of these scriptures and I'm the same way you know I'll start with the scripture and it just feeds into my heart and then it leads me down another road but I hold those in my heart um, because when I need them, I can find them. And I think that's perfect. But I agree with Coach P. If there's anybody out there listening, please understand this faith thing is not something that you know, you're know you seeking a high IQ in. You're trying to learn and grow more and more everyday situationally so that when those times come, we have something to help us out to hold us through. You know, I, I'm so excited about this conversation and both of your books, because I feel that this life, and especially in the position that you found yourself in, it is hard, much like you said, to share these things. You have a thin line between being vulnerable and telling your story, but also one, in the era that this began in, but two, you have to make sure that, okay, now that I've revealed this information, does this mess up what my position is? How important do you feel it is for mental health and that is something that I try my best as a mentor, an educator, coach, that I try to create a safe space? What would you consider some adjectives, some best practices for individuals who may have some players, athletes who are dealing with mental health, but find it hard to come to them?
1: Yeah, I think that is very, very tricky and difficult. And I think that, you know, you're touching upon why we share our stories, because we open up and other people, so we open up and therefore create a safe space for people to come now, that was the disadvantage I had coaching because I really had more of a safe space than I could offer, and that felt very constricting to be in that space. And I often, you know, I don't know if people do this. I mean, I know they must, but I have conversations with God in my car and stuff. Like, why Why have I been put in this situation, challenged by it, and then well, how can I not share what what I have, like, how, I mean, how could I not share this? And, and this really uh, plays with you a little bit. So you can kind of, you know, I've created the safe space now, as I'm stepping away from coaching to coach this wider range. But while I was coaching, learning how to be a listener, learning how to explain that you can think differently about things that you're okay, and your viewpoint You know, it's like cognitively restructuring your thinking a little bit, like trying to get people to understand that, no, no, they're not failing. You know, this is part of the process. You know, a conflict, you know, I'm having difficulty with you coach P about this and this is bad and getting insecure about that versus conflict is part of the process. You know, conflict if, you know, if I was making a choice about a player, you know, to play them a certain amount of minutes and they didn't agree with that, well, you have to be able to handle that conflict from two sides. And I think that what I first figured out was women with faith are more forgiving, far more forgiving and less likely to take things in a personal way that can lead to, uh, I, I don't know, just not, not positivity uh, in a way that can be constructive. And so I really tuned into women um, of faith, whether it was in my, in my Northwestern days uh, my sister in Christ, I call her sick. I, she's one of my six, um, racial. I mean, Rachel Stansiel was somebody who I kind of felt she was over the top in college. Like I'm like, okay, racial, I get this thing, but I mean, come on, you don't have a monopoly on God, you know, but she was, she was such a presenter of faith and spirit. You almost thought, thought she did like, there just wasn't enough room for other people. And I like so, that. You know, Rachel is in the book as somebody and others in East Lansing. Um, And then of course my players from Duke uh, are in the book in terms of, uh, from a faith perspective, that's kind of interesting as well, because I'm a rookie to some of my players who are definitely more, um, had more experience than I did. So the sharing of faith and the connection, um, I just sometimes wonder, and I know we're not supposed to look back this way too much, but what would I have been as a coach, you know, if I'd had faith in the beginning, like, and, and really it had that ability to turn, you know, somewhere else, uh, to turn to the word, to turn to, and I'm fascinated by scripture. And I really am because it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how is this written? How can this be? Same and, here. I mean, and even if you're not, okay, just let's say somebody says, well, I'm not really sure. I, I believe, okay. The book exists, like check it out. I mean, and see what you think because you go through Psalms, you know, like go through through certain parts that are simple, short, succinct and say things that are just so incredible um, that can literally rewire your brain and your strength.
0: I totally agree. It is definitely my comfort place. I can get lost in that. Um, Just, you know, I was having a conversation with Jacqueline Small uh, last night, actually, and we were talking simply about how you know, the the word is our playbook.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches
0: and, and athletes and athletic professionals and leaders of faith, it's our playbook, you know, and there is something in there for every situation that you may endure. It is a comfort, it is an answer, it is a protection and, and you just seek it and I'm with you, you know, we don't push, but just take a, a few minutes in there. And there's so many things now on the technology level that you could kind of Google that if you need to. But it is a comfort. And I, I think you said that best. But you said something that was so awesome to me because process has been something that I've really just kind of been dealing with in 2021 and focusing on with those that I mentor. And you said conflict is a part of the process. I think that was so huge. Sometimes people, I listen to the Christine Kane podcast a lot. And if you don't coach, you'll have to add it to one of your podcasts you listen to. She's amazing. But she talked about how we see, especially in this age of social media, we see the end product. Mm-hmm. No one posts in, 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 in the process. It's the end. And we compare our lives and ourselves to the end of someone else. But it's the process that builds us for the destination. And we can't get caught up and think that the process is all perfect. The process. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's no end point you know, you talk about climbing mountains, right? You're climbing and climbing and you're about to see the view and, you know, you see, there it is, the beauty of nature. And then, oh my gosh, there's another mountain. I mean, you know, I mean, you just (laughs) never arrive, you know, there's never an end point. There's never, oh, if I could just get to this, if I could just be this. And I remember being young thinking that, you know, if I could just do this or just do that. And then you, you soon begin to figure it out that, no, it's, it's a day to day commitment, and you make yourself stronger a variety of ways. And sometimes people can hold people in flesh, you know, to too much esteem, you know, all, all in terms of how they are um, answer to them or how they look to them. And I think that I, I got a sense of that, and I realized, you know, that that's so dangerous because right. all of us are, have our flaws and imperfections, and if you put somebody on a pedestal too high you know, you're, you're bound to be led in certain directions. And, and so I just, that's another concept. I think that many like me who are young in our faith in regard to years, I mean, I I would say, what am I five years into my faith and my morning, uh, my morning time, my morning pages, my morning devotionals. And you talk about, you know um, you talk about some of the scripture, it's always that funny morning where it just like smacks at you. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, not every morning, you know, it's not like you're being, you know, I I feel spoken to, but some mornings, I mean, it doesn't just slap you in the face. Like, okay, Joanne, wake up. Here's the thing. And I've also prayed for that privacy with my faith, which I value, but also how do I trust people and how do I share because of the comfort zone I have with people of faith. And then what's so funny about that is you come along. And I didn't, and I didn't even know when you first approached me, there's, I've been doing so many podcasts. I did one in Israel, one in Germany and the secret warrior thing is just its own like thing. And I didn't even realize when you asked me and the way you asked me, i was so kind and and so patient and so great. I didn't even realize it was a podcast of faith. And I was like, oh my gosh, here it is. You know, here's an opportunity. And wow. I thought that was so incredible. Isn't it amazing how God works
0: though? And I tell people that all the time. If we would just legitimately do his will, he never asked, he never said, I want you to do my will and then I also need you to build it. He didn't say that, right? Just do his will and be obedient and he will lay it out for us. And it was so funny that you say that because, in you know, I tell people all the time, I've never been afraid of no, never afraid of the word no. And so I'm thankful for you as well because it was almost like, okay. Which one is this again? And you're right. You were so willing, and so I'm glad that that was like the icing on the cake. But yeah. yes, and and that's the whole point because this platform came along and God created this space because as athletes, coaches, athletic professionals, and leaders in this sports world, it is very rare that we get to tap into that side of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And much like you said at the very beginning of this conversation, some people don't feel secure enough, or some people feel safe enough, or available that there's anybody available in their circles to be able to have that conversation and so why not I always say let's normalize coaches of faith to create a safe space for coaches to come because much like you when you reach to those scriptures in those trying times we want these coaches to know where to lean when those hard times come and they will come
1: oh absolutely and I in, in our world today we always have to be so careful with language and all those things like I can remember talking to my team and I said, "Do you mind if I reference scripture or God, or you know, do we have anybody here, a non-believer, who may be offended?" You know, you 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 get so concerned about what you cannot say, rather than focusing on what you can say and finding a way to say it. And my my uh, last teams, my last seasons at, at Duke, were marked by incredible depth and excitement and we had a really tough my last year was one of the best years we ever had and it wouldn't be written that way but to see us have struggles and overcome them with faith and through adversity and then finish third in the league I mean you know Louisville's pretty good state was pretty good so you know it's a great league and to finish third and then to be able to walk from that uh, was something I'll never forget but it was the way in which we were able to cope and deal with each other Uh, my assistant coaches were a big part of that Katura Jackson, big part of that, Wanisha Smith, and particularly Keturah with her long, her upbringing, and how steady and so peaceful uh, she could be at, at such a space. I was always so amazed by that with Katura and we talked about that a little bit, um, and they're also in the book. <laughs> I got, it. I mean, S- Secret Warrior is singular, but the book is plural, and it's about multiple warriors. I mean, you are a warrior woman. I mean, in terms of what you're doing and what you're bringing to people is incredible. And then the other thing that I want to remind people is it can be intimidating. Um, nobody's perfect, and you, you you can't get in a situation where you're letting down God like that. That is heavy and that is hard. That's and, good, coach. You know, I just you know you've got to get to a space where that. He wants what's best for you and is trying to lead you. And there's no perfect path. And I think that's a real intimidating factor when people cannot step to religion. And then the other factor too, is the judgments because I'm a Christian. Like, what does that say about me? Well, you don't really know, like you better keep asking questions, you know, because I'm a, I'm a very diverse, interesting person. And so assumptions, you know, are killers, right? You know, you make assumptions on people. And I do not believe the good Lord above ever wanted us to make assumptions about people. And so all these are factors, I think, that get in the way and cause people to be afraid and fear, you know, fear, fear, fear. Gosh, there's so much mentioning in the Bible. How many times is fear mentioned? Yeah. Uh, It's a lot. And for good reason.
0: Yeah, I think you're, I think you hit the nail on the head. Because in these conversations uh, that we've been having about normalizing coaches of faith and when I'm being actually interviewed and not interviewing, that is a conversation like, coach, why do you feel that's the case? And you literally came down the first four bullets that I have on my checkoff list. All of those reasons are valid and are the answers that I receive when I simply ask that question. And what better way to dispel those myths or to combat the fear Then to show, some of the world's most amazing warriors as yourself and coaches who we watch on TV every day, who we see and follow on social media every day. And then they sit here and then they say, oh, the only way that I made through this, the foundation and how I overcame this was my faith. And then it's like, wait, Coach P, Coach P said her faith allowed her and that is what we're finding more and more each day our favorite coaches that we see on the sidelines find it okay and says it okay that my faith actually let me so you see my and losses you see me cutting down nets, but now let me tell you the backstory, and that is why this is so perfect and that is why you are so po- perfect as you mentioned in esther for such a time as this
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's so interesting i coached ruthie bolton back at august yes. olympian beautiful spirit, beautiful voice. Boy, I wish I could sing like Ruthie. Um, And she was, is something very special, but we reconnected over Secret Warrior. And we, and she is doing many, uh, you know, Mighty, Mighty Ruthie, you know, she's got her book and, and things that she's doing in a warrior mentality as well. And, and her faith way back in my Auburn days was always interesting to me. It was intimidating because she was so well-versed and beautiful about it. But what One of the neat stories in the book is about Ruthie and I, 30 years later, uh, coming back around around, and you won't believe it because the grace notes or God winks or whatever you'd like to call them in this book. They're so funny. Like you're like, they're like, Oh, come on. You gotta be kidding me. Um, So Ruthie and I come all the way full circle and begin to talk about faith and begin to share stories and, it's just, it's a mind boggle what we identify and what we find out, uh, the verses that affect us in life and, and what's been happening for 30 years. And so I just, there's some of those um, that are just, for somebody again, new, you're almost, you know, you're almost stunned by how, how things, and you learn how to manage this energy because it's like, it it, it takes your breath away. Uh, When you get to that common space and you learn how to just breathe it in and smile about it, you know, at first you want to tell everybody, like, you won't believe (laughs) this. You won't believe this. And then, and of course, some people, again, if you're not in a mixed crowd of non-believers like, oh man, man, she is crazy. I mean, like, uh, I don't get that, but that's why I always love when I get with my six and Bix, I call them, um, because you can be so free and open and. And they get how you're receiving the word. And that's that's really cool.
0: And I think that's so amazing. And I'm the same way. And I think that, you know, that we the joy of the Lord is our strength. And there is sometimes, like I say, I can't keep a seat. Sometimes his presence and just what he does and how good he is, that's just how it is. You got to let it out, you know, and it's never (laughs) to offend, but it's like, you know, I can't keep this to myself. It's like much like a movie or a food. I'm that person, a new food comes out I'm like, hey, you got to go try this. And that's how I am with how good God is. It's like, I'm never trying to offend you, trust and understand, but I'm not going to offend you, but I need you to know, I need you to know about this man, you know, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Kyra um I'll never forget the God is dope a sweatshirt she had on because I was oh, like, I had that on last night coach God is dope well I, I was like okay wait I said Kyra you need to help me out here because I'm over 50 I said so God is dope like is that not sacrilegious like you're <laughs> talking about God and you've got dope you know and I and, and she's like coach P you know like these words like God is fly like and I'm like, you know, I at first I'm so literal or you know, and the dope thing, I was like, wow. And then I said, What a concept, you know, what a concept from a believer in faith position to be able to come up with things like that. Like, who comes up with that?
0: I, let me I know. T- I know, let me tell you it was so funny because I actually I wore that last night on another podcast call we were doing with Jacqueline Smith uh small. And uh when I put up my picture, I tagged God is dope in. It was like, you know, thanks for the shirt. And it is amazing how you will just grab someone, just like we talked about, this faith thing, people have the wrong idea and visual to it. To some people, it's very unapproachable and it's like, I want to, but it seems like it's a lot. And Coach Yo at Ole Miss, I'll never forget, she came on months ago and she said, you know, whatever happened to us being swagged out for God, right? We're supposed to make God cool. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I remember that I had a shirt like that. It says swagged out for God saved with his amazing grace. And of course, how would these young people that we are ministering to every day, we are coaching and encouraging every day, the guy we make him sound like, or we don't talk about, we make him sound like he's not cool. He's cool. And so- like, and we have to make it enticing again and what better way? And so with things like God is dope, shout out to them. And even there's other ones like World Vision that I love so much. They really do a great job of pulling people in. And I'm reminded of Coach Chris Kreider. You're big on naming names and I love that you do that. I say that because I feel like you have to give people their, um, their flowers. He's assistant men basketball coach at Georgia State. And he says, See, it's not our job to put it on our forehead or yell at a bullhorn we're Christian we're Christian it's our job to live the life and live the walk and have that joy coach P that you spoke about and when you do that and you have that walk what you're going to find is people are going to know there's something different and once that light bulb goes off that there's something different then it's our time to go ahead and talk that talk so I I'm with you God is dope coach P coach P I'm gonna say your God is dope sir
1: (laughs) I don't have one and I, I think I'm gonna get the, Coach
0: P a God is dope shirt.
1: Who who thought of that
0: though? Who is he? Who can it's claim a company? To, who can claim the entire company? And you know, on your episode, I'm gonna tag them and say God is dope. Shout out to y'all. You wanted to get Coach P a shirt. Yeah, it's an entire company. They do shirts, sweatshirts, uh, hats, everything. It's really awesome. And by the time you bought one, the next week they come out with another one. It's amazing, and you want it because it's dope.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it, Coach. And steering back on this, and of course, this is the servant leader. And we talk about servant leadership. And I get to this place and the call every single time. You know, servant leadership are two words that we hear a lot. We hear them in, you know, social media, books, podcasts. But I tell people just like love, servant leadership, those are action words. Those are things that we can say. But there has to be some action to back those things up. So when you hear the word servant leadership, Coach P., what do you think about? What does servant leadership mean to you?
1: Uh, I think it, you know, initially um, going back, I really wasn't sure what servant le- leadership meant. And i just began to really understand through, through time that, you know, how you serve is, is, is what is inside of you that you can give, you know, what dig down in there. Okay. What's in there, what passion, um, what, what positivity, what faith can you share? And, You know, servant leadership is that incredible ability to go. I think from the the front of the train to the caboose by engendering a faith foundation, so that you can continue to give that energy, that thinking, uh, that process thinking, um, and serve in that way. I mean, so I think as a process thinker, um, we've gotten a lot better that you know certain uh, labels don't mean anything, right? I mean, you can't. You can't force your way into leadership. Um, but you can definitely serve your way into leadership and you can expand that and further and have others with you become servant leaders. It's not an age thing, you know, it's 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 a spirit kind of thing inside of you to to be in that space. And it's hard because it's hard to walk the walk. I mean, what, what else can we say? I mean, really. I love that flesh thing. When I started learning about, oh, okay, we're a flesh, like the whole concept, okay, that, that we are human and that we are vulnerable and that's okay. And um, that's why Jesus was on the cross and died for us so that we could be and we could learn. And, and all of this is just a fascinating thing to me. Um, but servant leadership is too. And it, I think it's hard, but I think it, it's not hard if it can become natural within you. So it, again, you can't define it and label it. You have to be it. Getting back to your, that That's coach it. at Georgia State, you know, Georgia State. You can't, it, it, it's almost a groove. You know, it's, as sometimes I say with my daughter, you got to be vibing, I like that. vibing, you know, God is vibing. If it's not dope,
0: it's vibing. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Coach, you're going to have to put that on your own shirt now. I can't <laughs> even take that. for so <laughs> coach me, you all heard it. God is vibing. That's it. That's it. I think I'm telling you, you all, are gonna be biased. My past servant leaders, sorry, but I think that is by far to date the best definition. Servant leadership is it is a groove, right? It's a groove. It's a groove. It's yeah. I love it, Coach Pete. That is awesome. I love it. <laughs> we got a few four more uh, more for you, Coach, real quick before we let you go because I know that schedule is busy. So we can get that book out. You know, Coach, this pandemic. Mm we have been in and continue to be in, it is not something that is selective. This has been something that I don't care what differences we have across the board, everyone, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. part of this pandemic. What are some of the things that the pandemic has taught you or allowed you to do that you otherwise did not know or did not have a chance to experience?
1: Um, Oh, I think many things. I mean, much more thinking time, uh, much more morning time. Uh, my writing has continued at a, a larger volume and, and trying to sort through and think about things. The idea of actually being an author and writing a book and going through that experience, I don't think that ever might have happened because I just the nature I had to give to that. And of course, that was part of stepping away from coaching. Um, but I think the biggest thing that it's pointed out to most of us is that the it, this stuff isn't political. I mean, I Faith is not, there's this world out there that we truly are all very special humans, you know, the human element. I think that yeah. we, we all have many different cultures and beliefs and, and the way we live and, and all that is joyous and it's diverse and it's very, very important. But this pandemic, I mean, it so worldwide, you know, and humans, like that's the word we can use to define everybody across the globe. Um, humans of the flesh. There it is. I mean, that's what we are. And I just think that this whole situation has made us all vulnerable. And everyone's had to adjust. And everyone's had to deal with the vulnerabilities being exposed. Um, And I hope to help with the mental health vulnerabilities. Some there are triggers, of course, and there's been more triggers, I I know that under the circumstances that we live in. Um, So we've been taught a great deal in this it's been most difficult. I mean, my father, my father passed while I was writing Secret Warrior on October 18th and, and, actually, and editing it and doing all that. And my family was one to look through the window and not be present with my father. Um, we've all, I, the whole writing of Secret Warrior is spiritual beyond measure because I, I just can't comprehend that the best reader in our family is never going to read my book. And I asked God about that you know, and I asked him about that, like, how could that be? How could I get around? And then I just had to believe that he is, he is reading it with me. And he's writing it with yeah. me. And it's at a higher level of my, me ever understanding. And that's how I have to cope through that. Um, so the lessons are huge for all of us. And Secret Warrior does come all the way to the, you know, pandemic, because that it's written at that time. And All I can say is um, I hope that faith has become more important in people's lives. And I think it has to have, I just, I just do. And I think that that is meant to happen. I hope it's happening. And I encourage people to take a look and find their six and their BICs, sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ and vibe. Everybody's vibing through God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Coach, I love it. I'm telling you right now, when you do your book merch, that's it right there, six BICs. Uh, y'all heard it here first that's coach P's and I love that you know and you took by saying that you took my question that I also like to ask I asked the person I'm interviewing God is and you already answered it he's a vibe (laughs) he's a vibe and the reason why that's so amazing coach P is because one if, if if I were to say that to my students they would be like oh my god what do you know about that you know but he's a vibe because of what exactly what you said you just be, you have to feel it. And isn't it amazing how, if we stay in his word and in his presence, he already knows what we need? We may yeah. yeah. but yeah. he knows what we need. He knows how to move and vibe with us to give us what we need, how to duck and dodge in front of us when we're walking the wrong way, to go and prepare yeah. <laughs> ahead yeah. of us.
1: Yes, yeah. yep. Yeah. This morning, this is the way, walk in it, walk in it. And it's okay if you step outside of it. I mean, what I'm saying is, it's just, it's not a tight rope, okay? Yeah. You know, I mean, to walk in it, it's not like that. It's not so, it, that, that makes it fearful. There's space, space, it's a path. And it's a path you could walk on. And it's a comfortable path, it's not a hard path. It's not like cement. Uh, it, it's, it's much softer than that and much more forgiving. And I think forgiveness and forgiving Uh, obviously more important factors, especially when we think about this time, um, this incredible time that that we are living in today.
0: I think that's so amazing. So coach, what we need to know, when's the release date for the book? Yeah. Yeah. On the book, because I'm telling you all, if you haven't heard it now, you know why now you need this book. So can you tell our listeners, when is that book releasing or as the kids would say, dropping and (laughs) when can they go to get it?
1: Okay, we are vibing and dropping. <laughs> and we are doing that on February 16th. Um, it's on Amazon pre order, uh, Barnes and Noble pre order. Soft covers, you know, only $15.95. It's less than $20 for like a life story, really, I guess. And of course, the hard copy is a little bit more expensive, but I'd be happy to autograph that. And I think that you got to remember when I was writing this, I was approached and and a gentleman said to me, you're probably going to have a faith chapter. And I hadn't even thought about it. Turns out it's one of the largest parts of the book in so many ways. And again, allow yourself freedom to be to be pushed spiritually, physically, and in all ways. But Secret Warrior needs to permeate everything I feel. Like we're all warriors. We're all in it together. And I just hope it can help. If it helps just a little tiny bit, it'll. it's so well worth it. And I hope to speak about it. I hope to be speaking motivationally and uh, following through this. I've just got to follow this journey. I, I don't know where it's going. People want to ask that. I'm not Stephen King. We don't make money on books, okay? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you follow the journey with faith and you use your resources. And I've been blessed uh, to have some resources. And how you use them, how you use resources is, is an incredible concept, too. Um, so you can garner them, get resources so that you can use them in the proper context and elevate people um, and impact people. And when you do that, uh, you're living, you're, you're living life in a way that um, that you just hope everybody can understand.
0: And I know that A, you're doing that. That was prior to The Secret Warrior. And I'm so thankful now that Even though it's entitled The Secret Warrior, we have been able to hear your testimony and your story because I know for a fact that people are going to be blessed, saved, and delivered from it. And I thank you for your vulnerability to that, Coach. Last question. Coach, what do you want your legacy to be? That is a question that I get so often and throughout this whole conversation, just so many legacy moves and marks. What would you like your legacy to be?
1: I would like my legacy to be to fulfill everything I am to do on this earth, and I hope that's empowerment. I hope that's building strength for women, men, and people of all walks of life. I, I see that. I, I see that mental health responsibility and pull that I have, and I've just I pray this many times. And I there, there's I'm not afraid of death at all. I, I'm more afraid of can I be on this earth for long enough to do what I'm supposed to do. yeah, And to have that peace with that. And people that are able to have that peace at any age, um, I, I think that's where you, you really live with that within yourself in, in having that peace. And I, I definitely have that peace and I try not to have the worry, the rush or the impatience to make sure I get it all done. You know, you've got, again, you've got to walk in patience and faith and be kind um, and have good self-control to understand that you will get there um, you will get there as you pray your way through it and join in with others because you might want to be solitary which I understand and personal because I very, I very much am but you've got to reach out and connect because you've got to grab that energy especially when you need it um, and you'll need it we all need it
0: Coach. that's awesome That's so great. I thank you so much for that. Just for one, being here, because I can only imagine what the schedule has always been for you, but especially now in this new undertaking. But two, just being open, because I know for a fact, just on a day-to-day basis, especially in this pandemic, that this is needed. This is definitely needed. And I'll say this for such a time as this. Um, Thirdly, I just want to thank you for answering the call. Well,
1: well, thank you. you. I mean, I get a deep sigh on that.
0: Uh, (laughs) absolutely and just confirmation exactly that what you want you want to be able to fulfill your assignments as i tell people i say all the time i'm running errands for the lord so i just want to complete my errands check them off and and i feel you on that so coach i thank you i wish the best for you we're going to be keeping up with you uh february 16th everybody uh, the secret warrior yeah, let's get going
1: and I mean do people, call me, do people call you CJ I feel like I've been grooving with CJ and vibing with God for the past I don't know 50 minutes there and- it
0: Well, coach P you <laughs> call me CJ that's it you call me CJ that's
1: there, who calls me there's CJ. A CJ in my life that I coach <laughs> from, from Laurel Mississippi it's got a I wonderful feel to it so Again, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, thank you really
0: quick. And coach, I'm gonna say a quick prayer for you if you don't mind. Father, we just wanna thank you for what we've been able to talk about, what we've seen and what we've heard. We thank you, Lord God, for just the ability to do your assignments and run your errands, Lord God. We we find it grateful, Lord God that you would choose us. So just help us, Lord God, to continue to see you clearly and move how you would want us to move. I ask that you just keep your hands on Coach P, Lord God. Bless her life, Lord God. Bless her walk. Bless her hands and bless this book lord god that will go out and that will help so many lord god we ask that you continue to heal our land heal our people lord god heal our hearts at our point of need we thank you we praise you and we love you lord god for being a vibe in your son jesus name we pray amen
1: amen wonderful thank Thank you you so
0: much you are awesome you are now part of servant leader family there's anything i can ever do for you all you have to do is reach out
1: and likewise <laughs> like, take yes. good care. Be good to you, okay?
0: Yes, ma'am. Okay. Take care. Bye, Bye-bye. bye. bye.